0: Hi, this is Dean see here and this is the Tigers Tigers blah 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 podcast with Luke Flanagan and Rich Walker. Thanks for downloading and enjoy the show.
1: Winders! Quite <laughs> simply, destined to be from Dean Windows. And yeah, they've got a second goal as well. Ashby arriving. A low ball up to Deer Post and there was Chilton again The side foot that in.
2: gentlemen. Here he is. Well, then. Welcome all to our first show of 2022. Eh? Uh, I,
0: was tr- I was
2: trying to remember when the last one was. It was November we did one and we did talk about the, um, the potential takeover then and we guessed that it would be in December and we we're obviously very, very wrong because <laughs> uh, it's just been drawn out. But uh, how are we all? How are we doing, gentlemen?
3: Yeah, I'm I'm am all right. I'm mixed I'm about City, obviously, all the time, constantly. Something good <laughs> happens, something bad happens, something good happens. So I'm angry, then I'm happy, then I'm whatever. But yeah, other than that, all right. Wasn't it glass cage of emotion? Yeah, I'm a glass you, cage of emotion yeah. at the moment. It was definitely
2: an Anchorman <laughs> reference. If anyone's yeah. counting references, that's the first one. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure there'll be some partridge and Father Ted is a staple yeah. that we must do all the time. How are you doing, Rich? All right. Well, I'm. Uh... Yeah, I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> I should have saved mine and done it at the same time. I've already <laughs> opened it. Yeah, I was keeping mine. I was keeping it. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah You're right. much smarter than me. <laughs> it's good I'm... to hear. Where I think everybody's, um... everybody's and suddenly teared up after the uh, Athletic and the Daily Mail started reporting stuff earlier on. I was very excited when I saw the uh, the message from, from you, Rich. I thought, oh, hey, what's going on here? Yes, come on,
0: it's nearly there, it's nearly there. Yeah. I've not been as um, right over the moon as I think a lot of people are. I've just been like fairly level about all of it, even when mm. people have been losing their minds about, will it happen, won't it happen? Oh, I think something's gone wrong. Ooh, what's mm. going on, please, Baz? Um, <laughs> Poor old yeah,
2: Baz. Yeah, can we can we just spare a minute to, to <laughs> offer our commiserations to Baz Cooper? It would have, if it had been me, I'd have hoied my phone into the Humber a long time ago <laughs> and my laptop as well, and just said, "Forget it, I'm going back to Forest." Uh, because I mean, the amount of incessant tweets that he's had—just say any news, Baz—and I know he did he did snap the other day and it did laugh a lot. When he said nothing to report, but then again, it is my job. So if I did have anything, I would be writing
0: it. Yeah, because, with, without wanting to be, you know, disrespectful to him, he works for a newspaper that's owned by Reach. Mm-hmm. If you know they make stories out of women who are dissatisfied with sandwiches that they bought from Marks and Spencer, or people being absolutely disgusted that nobody is wearing a mask in Tesco. <laughs> yeah, so like yeah. if if he had something to report. It it would be out there, <laughs> absolutely.
3: Yeah, there was there was a point when he was becoming the reluctant reluctant Nico of oh God, yeah. it wasn't it? Just <laughs> random teenagers asking him constantly. And you know? I, he must he's got the patience of a Saint the lad, I'll give him that. I've not I,
0: seen his advice on any accumulators yet though, so <laughs> yeah, yeah. I did I did see
2: somebody tweet a fair bit ago that uh, that reluctant Nico on Twitter is is what you get when you ordered um Fabrizio Romano off wish. Because <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> instead of going, here we go, he just says, "I <laughs> I'll just put some tick these days. It's just a tick emoji. That did tickle me. I thought that was quite good. Um, well, just, just to give some context to this episode, we'd, we'd agreed, didn't we, at the weekend, that we would get together and podcast this week, because it had been one so long since we'd done it, because obviously having three kids means that I can't do anything, (laughs) um, other than just tear my hair out at different points. But also, we obviously there was a a lot that went on in the aftermath of the Sunday game. I don't know if we want to just chat about the Sunday game and the the fallout to it. I know uh, I I was kind of a bit more chilled about it, but I know you two were particularly (sighs) frustrated after the Stoke game, but not necessarily just with what was on the pitch because what was on the pitch wasn't good enough. Um, but there was an awful lot of other things around that on social media that just drove you to spare, I think. I don't know who wants to start, but I'm going to enjoy this because I'm just going to sit <laughs> back. I just like the touch paper and sit back.
1: <laughs> Rich, you go first.
2: <laughs> to go to Rich. Go on, Rich. <laughs> Get it off your chest We're all friends <sighs> here.
0: There's so many things. I mean, the first thing is like after any defeat that city have it, it seems like people do crawl out the wall just to yeah. kind of have a go it's like the, the the a lot quicker to come out after a defeat than they are to you and know say after anything.
2: a win aren't they
0: yeah so i mean there was that but then there was just i don't know it, it's it's all tied in with the takeover as well you know people worrying about that that it wasn't going to happen and it was it was just like Everybody needed just to calm down. I was so, you know, excuse the expression, I was so fucked off with it on Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, luckily, it's been, it's been two or three days. So, like, that's kind of dissipated a little bit for me. But I was, yeah, yeah was if just...
2: we'd have recorded on Sunday night, it would have been a very, uh, it, it'd have been an always sunny in Philadelphia moment. Wouldn't
3: it <laughs> and and the, the performance itself, like, like we said, in a vacuum, it was, it was probably as grim as we've seen. To be honest with you, it was it was really, really grim. It reminded me it mm. of that spring of 2020 run, whereas basically yeah. you went to the Kcom and you were absolutely garbage, you'd beat us one nil. And if you were any good, you'd beat us five nil. And four, mm. four goals or five goals would not have flattened stoke. We made Tom Insert our prime name on.
2: That was the worst <sighs> thing for me, I think.
3: But he he looked actually quite good. I don't remember him looking that good before. I just wanted to look at him all the time and, f- and see if he'd got a funny eye like his dad's got now. <laughs> <But> <laughs> he, didn't. he didn't. And I mean, the, about maybe the only highlight of the whole game was Deshaun Bernard doing some sort of karate kick into Josh Simon. Um, but yeah. that, Enjoyed I got, that,
1: yeah.
3: I got virtually no enjoyment at all. Um, no, it was awful. And it, it really was. It, it's one of them games where the pitch looked too big for us. We, looked, we were swimming in midfield. We, they had so much space. It looked like they could score at will. And then it was just such a contrast to, to obviously, the Everton game the week before.
2: Mm, It was. And the other thing, the the two things that I kind of took away from that straight away. Firstly, Honeyman was awful. Um, He really wasn't on it at all. And actually, he's been one of the main reasons that the upturn in form has happened since November, because he's been back in there and bundle of energy in midfield. And he usually sets the standard and he was really poor, wasn't he? I don't know what you boys thought, but... I thought he didn't have
0: he had one of his worst games I've ever seen. I thought it was mad that people came away from the game talking about him, if I'm mm. honest. Like, yeah, he was poor, but mm. he didn't do anything atrocious like Deshaun Bernard did. No, well there was nobody on there that could really hold the head up with
1: No, to, but to I be did, honest, I,
0: but I didn't really see too many people talking about that after the game and it was it Was one of the most witted pieces of, of, of defending that I think I've seen for such a long time.
3: He just came out with the ball, passed it directly yeah. Yeah. to them, where they then hit it instantaneously, and the gap he just created himself. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He was like, He was probably in the top three of for, for Man of the Match for Stoke. <laughs>
0: Got the most assist. I felt so bad for Ryan Longman as well, because the the ball that he'd given in, like Longman was was trying to make a run for him and get in a position where he could receive it. He hadn't even set himself and Bernard's just like, yeah, you've got you you have it then. And he's he's stepping out into space. It was it was ridiculous. I couldn't believe it that people were all right, I accept that Honeyman didn't have a great game and when he doesn't play well, we we really struggle struggle. as a side. But that was more the point
2: that I was trying to yeah,
0: make. Yeah, I, and I get that, but he didn't He didn't really do anything to kind of... Other than, you know, not play well. He didn't... There was no isolated incident. There was no single moment where it was like, that's Costa's there. Like, Dishon Bernard, he had one of those moments. I accept mm. that he's, you know, here to make his mistakes so that he can develop for Man United. He'll make his mistakes on our time. I get that that's the nature of the loan mm. move for young players, but, I mean, the... He wasn't getting any stick for that afterwards. It just blew my mind.
3: I think mm. I think it was one of them games though, where you were lost for choice in terms of who was poor because I mean, Jacob mm. greaves wasn't great. Yeah. Uh, obviously, Sean, Mc, Sean McLaughlin did okay, I thought, and he did all right in and some the of The people are you struggling after that because yeah. uh, Doherty was anonymous. Huds mm. had his poorest oh, game had back, mm. Yeah, you know Longman obviously, as I said in, in my blog, was was replaced by his brother Brian. <laughs> who apparently, <laughs> as soon as he sees a goal, hits it directly away from the goal.
0: That was so weird. That twice he did that.
3: Yeah, really oh, weird.
0: They look worse as well when you see them back. Like I, I saw it from the East stand. I refuse to watch it again. I'm watching it now, but I, I've seen <laughs> just, for some reason. Glutton for punishment. <laughs> but I've seen two screenshots from the West stand side mm. and just... I think it's the first one the space in oh, yeah. when he cuts it back he to, to do, just a yeah, it yeah was, it was you know baffling
3: really, really was odd. I mean I think the two that you mentioned in, in Baxter and McLaughlin perhaps I'd give Randall Williams a little bit of credit yeah it actually he was well good Croft he came on well, delivered it well smaller perhaps the... as well would be uh, yeah, exempt uh, I think
2: how, yeah. um, how mad is it that everybody suddenly said, well, we need Smallwood, get Huddleston off. <laughs> Are we living in a parallel universe? Because I'm sure that that's all City Twitter did for the first three months of the season was just slag Richie Smallwood and mm. now they're crying out for him. It's funny and, how things change, isn't it?
3: And he also did exactly what he always does when he came on, yes. which is he actually put it about a bit. He, he got into a couple of Stoke players. He actually got he got a yellow, he got close to us to two, but mm. he was angry yeah. coming on and he actually made a little bit of difference. And let's be honest, with the money in Stoke, you, you're going to have to rattle them. You're going to have to throw them off the normal game because they had it so comfortable for the first hour. Yeah,
2: they did. It was their think- press that we couldn't deal with either. They they, they they
0: got after playing out from the back and we didn't have any answer, did we? Well, yeah. no, we didn't. And, I, and you know, to, to go back to Smallwood, I think perhaps his absence was one of the reasons for that. Um, mm. I think he's a, a really underrated part of the success of this new Three five two five three two mm, system that we've been playing because he he will rotate into the back three to cover for whichever one of those centre backs steps out. And I was watching Huddleston and he wasn't able to do that. He couldn't get around the pitch. And I know that's saying something given how one pace Smallwood can be sometimes. Mm. He couldn't get around the pitch as as well as Smallwood's been able to. Um. So you know we did miss him in 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 that regard. I think. I, it's and like actually, running through treacle, wasn't it, with Huddleston? I just, he looks so immobile. So he, he's always looked a little bit that way. His strengths uh, when he's on the ball, and we just couldn't keep hold of it or, or win it back quickly enough to be able mm. to to give it to him so that he could play to his strength.
3: Mm. And I think, as you would said, Luke, as well, I, I think they were breaking lines so often, coming out so comfortable from the back. They just had extra men all the time. And that's... I mean, Huds is OK if he's got two, in, in Honeyman and Doc, two two runners... And it's three on three, fun, but yeah. it was five on three a lot of the mm. time. And and then at that point, like you said, he was okay on the ball at times. time, huds, He was always, you know, he's always a little bit creative. He's always got a bit of time on the ball, but off the ball, he, he just had, had too many bodies coming at him in too much space.
0: Mm. There was one pass that he hit in the first half to Tyler Smith that was absolutely beautiful. Mm. He but can still makes... stroke a ball, doesn't he? I, I mean...
2: Well, I
0: I mean, the the noises that were coming out of my mouth during the Everton game watching his performance were unbelievable.
1: (laughs) My uncle said to
0: me, he he turned to me and he was like, I don't ever want to hear anything like that come out of your mouth again. (laughs) Was it, was it, it wasn't the meme of kind of get a
2: high air, was it? (laughs) No. (laughs) (laughs) It was uh, some kind of noises that you, that you, what was it? you'd
0: Brother-in-law was just like, no, not at all. Oh. I was just appreciative. That's all I'll say. I'm not going to recreate it. I was just appreciative. Yeah, yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> um, what did? Any other thoughts from that game, Pete? Before we move
3: on, Charlie. The, Pete. No, the Stoke game. I'd rather. I'd rather never think about it again. <laughs> no, I'm with um, you on that. I'm and it, and in just, it's just a to contrast. I know we've missed a few games, obviously, in the, Well, actually not that many games because we've been obviously. Faking COVID tests to have all the games called off. <laughs> obviously, yeah, obviously, yeah. We've had Cliff Byrne with a red pen out, but you know, if you look at it, it,
2: it just shambles.
3: Shambles. Sorry, yeah. sorry, I've got d- <laughs> I've got But yeah, we um, it couldn't have been more the opposite. It was everything the Everton performance was. The Stoke performance wasn't. I mean, mm. there was energy at the start of the Everton uh, at start of the Everton performance. Um, there was really good link play. The passing was crisp. The work rate was everywhere. I mean, again, if if say four five nil didn't flatter Stoke, wouldn't have flattered Stoke. Then actually beating Everton would have been a fairly fair result if we'd have actually if it would have been the other way around.
2: Yeah, completely. It's just after after that blockbuster start with Everton, it was just they had two well one player really. <laughs> that just did everything for them, which was Damari Gray, and we couldn't couldn't stop him, could we? That no, The, the yeah. first the first goal was really well taken, and then it just looked like... Obviously, it was so different from last time, because although City were... I didn't think they did bad at any point in the Everton game, they were kind of losing track on the game a little bit, and when Huds came in, that was the perfect change to make then. Mm-hmm. Um, McCann got his substitution spot on, and... Then we we looked like it could have been us that went on to get the winner, but obviously it just will to be at the end, was it? But
3: I think the other thing that you said really quite right was the amount of fans who were baying at McCann for playing small all the time, and then they would have all agreed with him playing Huddleston, who then mm. basically proved them all wrong that he probably isn't <laughs> isn't up to start in the championship week in week out, which just shows how McCann can't win at times.
2: Yeah, he's damned if he doesn't, damned if he doesn't, really. Yeah. Um, I don't know, but any, uh, any ill feelings after the Stoke game about social media activity, <laughs> Charlie, before <laughs> we move on?
0: You've, I've just remembered something that did irritate me after the game. Oh, go on, with Molly is here? There was, um, I can't remember the guy's name, but he was, he was tagging um, illa Charlie, he tweets oh yeah I'm
3: go in yeah, <laughs> yeah. like
2: well,
0: you it's need how he it the take game
2: do not come now <laughs>
0: <laughs> like, you need to get this takeover done
3: you're going to cost
0: us in January
3: imagine the, 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 the Turkish media mogul relaxing on the in the Dominican Republic and all of a sudden he looks at his phone and he's got been tagged in by Dave from Kirkella. <laughs> <laughs> <Even. laughs> I get it that.
1: <laughs>
0: this man speaks sense I'll get him on the team when the yeah. takeover goes through he could be my communications manager yeah.
3: Rodwell's out Dave from Kirkell is in yeah
2: <laughs> how are we feeling for tomorrow and the the uh, rearranged um, dingle game shall we say <laughs> I know a lot of, I know quite a few Bolton fans and they refer to um, Blackburn as dingles um so I don't think they're the the, the brightest sparks, seeing as the, some of the things I've seen on Twitter leave a lot to be desired still blaming us for uh, not refunding them their coaches um, lack of understanding of everything to be fair but uh, what do we think of tomorrow, do you think this is going to give us the lifts that we need or do we still I mean, McCann had said in his post match that Blackburn are the best team in the league at the minute so I don't know if that's right but
3: I think we could be in a very similar situation in a different league. We're like a Woolworths version of Newcastle in the sense <laughs> of <laughs> you get, you get like obviously the big boost and the fans and everybody's happy and you're going to get some players in hopefully and, and we're, you know, moving forward, but it doesn't necessarily change the reality of the struggle that's on the pitch. And like we said, they're a good, good side with probably the best centre forward maybe Baron Mitrovic in the league. Hmm. And they're on a really good run. They don't necessarily have individual players who are like really frightening to look at, but often the best championship sides, like Barnsley last season, when they're on a great run, are just a good team and a good pattern who hmm. play well and, and it's working and they start rolling and that's what they look like they're doing.
2: Yeah, they, they, they only, I think they did a win in Cardiff, it was like 1 0 or something away from home, but they had 10 men for a lot of it as well, I think. So they can grind results out, it's hard to score against. I didn't think there was an awful lot between us last time we played them at their place. McGuinness got given offside when he scored, and then after that we just didn't. We just switched off. Yeah. I thought we were we were the most like dominant team up until that point. And then we just crumbled and let them in the, it. The game changed on a couple of substitutions for them, didn't it? Yeah, they brought, they, they it wasn't working for them at all. And yeah, like you said, they brought the, the the two players on, and that was it. We were we were toast, weren't we? Really.
3: Their our record against blackburn is crap as well I, th- it I think awful, last, yeah. last time we beat them was the bruce playoff promotion season wasn't it?
2: <laughs> i think some time ago and
3: abel and diame scored at their place when we beat them 2-0 and they were actually getting relegated that year i don't remember us beating them since then and and couple of times last couple of times have given us a bit of a shoe in to be honest
0: yeah i mean there was there was that one on sky wasn't there in 2019 20 at ewood park where we just Oh, did you? It was that was freezing? Freezing January, didn't you go, Rich? No, I didn't go, oh, to, did that one? go to that no, one. I watched it on the box, but I remember it's just not even being anywhere close to it. Like three nil or something.
3: Yeah,
2: three nil.
0: Three nil. Yeah, 3-0. I have vague, vague, awful memories of that watching <laughs> it.
3: <laughs> yeah, I mean, let's be honest. It should be a bit of a freebie. It might be a bit of a boost with the crowd. There's, uh, there won't be any new players out there. No. Um, and I was dis- I mean, I know it's the other player who's the obvious target for every to have a go is, it, is Eves he didn't get a great deal of service no. um, I would be very tempted to put either Potter or Longman alongside Eves and put in Randall Williams you'd expect Smallwood to come back in but whether this, I mean obviously he played for Blackburn and he's got a big reason to want to play we're yeah. just going to have to up every single area of the pitch to have a chance at taking anything at all tomorrow
0: Rich? Hey, it's an interesting one with Eves, isn't it? I, it frustrated the life out of me on Sunday. I know he's an easy one to have a go at, but I was I was disappointed to see him having gone from playing so well as the focal point for our attacks against um, Everton and, and showing that he was willing to battle against his centre backs and, and hold the ball up for us. He'd gone back to doing that thing that I find so again, frustrating to watch where he he almost looks to play on the shoulder of defenders and he's like six foot four and he's not quick, but he's, he never gets himself set to receive mm. the ball and bring others into play. And watching him made me think of, of what we'd lost in getting rid of McGinnis before we brought anyone in to replace him. We don't have somebody who can be a foil for either his strike partner or the two wide men um, but again, it's it's a lack of options. He's shown that he's capable of, of, of playing as that type of player. Mm. Um, it, I mean, it, against Everton, he was he was superb, wasn't he? He was but, he was excellent. And I was I would yeah, I said after the game on on Twitter um, that if he can take that form into the second half of the season, it'd be re- a really useful player. Mm. But he almost he. He went backwards me, four steps, didn't he? He doesn't than... play to his own strengths and I know, you know, we didn't get him the ball in decent areas and he had the only shot on target with that that decent volley. Yeah. Um, yep. Yeah. But he he doesn't play to his own strengths as much as we don't play to them.
3: A good um, mate a good mate of mine, Duggan, pointed out, though, that perhaps because he was a Scouser, he's a massive Liverpool fan, therefore he really wanted to batter Everton. Yeah. <laughs> yeah it well, could well, there well, could I, be I, something I in that. never really it? considered it until he said it. I thought, you know what, that's a really good point. We've just got to tell him that Blackburn's just Everton and something.
2: <laughs> said they hate the Scousers this lot, and then they'll just go straight into him. <laughs> the other thing that is annoying about him is that he's... I, I know what you're trying to say, Rich. It's,
0: it's like... Um, and don't get me was, wrong, I'm, I'm not just having a go at him for the season, no, it? it's, it's not, not like last season where people were ringing up after a two minute substitute appearance and ringing Humberside yeah. and saying he was shy. Oh, I know, but yeah, yeah. Did you watch the game? No, I was doing a grass knock, but
2: <laughs> uh... <laughs>
3: why are they always doing gardening? <laughs> yeah, I know they are. So, no, I was
2: putting the fence, Bernsey. I'm, I'm not putting a penny in <laughs> until
3: they leave, but uh, Do you know like away, you, yeah.
0: <laughs>
2: It's always it's always the same people that ring like that, isn't it? But it was it's just like a, a lack of understanding of what he needs to do in the role that he's playing sometimes. Because you're like, you've got such strength as a target man. Why are you doing that? Just it's like, why are you there? Why are you dropping? You think you're Harry Kane? You don't need to do that. Like you need to be further on, and, and Tyler Smith needs to be off your shoulder. Because if we do play to your strengths, we would look
0: dangerous, and he seems to be in the wrong places all the time. Yeah. Hasn't, Get the two of them close together. Exactly, they were if, wide if, and miles apart. If he's on his centre back and, and balls need to go out long, just just to relieve pressure, and you know he can win a foul or something. Yeah, it it, it plays a big part in just you know keeping the ball out of your half for a little while. It allows your defenders to rest and recover. But like we would go for, and then the ball would immediately come back. It was wide open spaces through the middle of the pitch. And, you know, it, it must have been knackering. And, and don't get me wrong, that's not. All on him, but I, no, I no. think it does contribute to it. No, certainly. Um,
3: Limited yeah. options, isn't it? I, I don't know what. Yeah. I mean, apart from, like I said, putting somebody like Longman or Potter inside alongside an Eves or a Smith, there isn't really any other choices. Though. No,
0: I don't think you'd want to play Smith and like Lewis Potter up front together anyway, because then that There's ball's no just going to come point, back. Is is it, then? Yeah, you, you're looking for that ball in behind then every time. And it's just not going to happen. Not the way that we play at the minute with two up front. No. It just, you, you're isolating your strikers there, right? You're never going to get the ball. And That that was the other thing that Stoke did really well. I know we said we're finished on the game, but they, mm. when they were dropping off us, their defensive shape was great because they were just going into a flat five. Yeah. There was absolutely no space in, between, in behind um, their central three centre-backs. No. no, there wasn't. There, there was nothing for the wing-backs to exploit. I thought that their... Team defence was um, was impressive, really. It's
2: one of the best
0: best defensive things I've seen at
2: KC this year. I think.
3: Plus seventy five year old Phil Jogielka turned up and didn't break a sweat for the second time this season.
0: You can get away with that in a back three, though, can't you? I mean, we can. can, Yeah, we saw Alex Bruce in the Premier League, didn't we? Absolutely no pace on him, but because he was protected by two very able partners, Mm. all he needs to do is just head it away. Put his foot in occasionally. You, they had, you can Chester, protect Chester a player like on that.
2: It was Chester on one side, and there was that uh, the double-barreled name. I can't remember the the lad's name, number twenty-four for them. He's a young lad. He was nineteen or twenty, so he's got the legs. He just does his running for him, yeah. and he can just like sweep up at the back. The he just nobody was getting anything past him. It was so frustrating to watch. There was a stat that said wins at the the MKM this year, this year, or this season was it Hull City three. Phil Jagielka too. <laughs> <laughs> he got he got one at Derby as well, didn't he? So yeah. the right
3: Phillips boy was lively, by the way, but I wasn't sure he was man of the match. I think I think, no, I don't he, think was he was just, man of the match. I think he if he was well. just some some lad from the U team that nobody had heard of, I'm sure I'm sure they wouldn't have given him it. But it was more about his name, than
2: that I know. I did think that a little bit. It was his first league start. Yeah,
3: he was good, but he just. I mean, mm. I hate to say it, I think Tom Ince was probably better than him.
2: I think Tom Hintz had the best game I've ever seen him play, annoyingly. Yeah, really
3: annoying. You both
2: sound like uh, Tom Hintz's dad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he did turn down into Milan for us, mate. You know <laughs> <laughs>
0: um,
2: well, obviously, we've got um, Blackburn in midweek, um, but we've also got it's Bournemouth this weekend as well, isn't it? <sighs> A long old
0: journey, if anyone's making that first play to you. Cause...
2: I'm, <laughs> tempted. Are you I'm tempted. I'm really
0: there? tempted, yeah. Yeah, I looked, looked it up. It's a four and a half hour drive. <laughs>
3: I'm so sort of, sort of haunted by the 6-0 in that weird purpley pink kit that we played there. Uh, yeah. Oh, was 6-1, wasn't it? We got absolutely 6-1. Cactus packing. purple. Cactus purple, yeah. Um, but they weren't that impressive at City. You know, they just got beaten. No. By Luton. They are a they are a team. They're the opposite of Blackburn. Where you look at the lineup and you go, ooh, there's some real players there." But they, I think they've got a bit of a soft underbelly at times. I
2: think Luton sick. proved that at the weekend. Yeah. I watched the Luton, um, Bournemouth game, and Luton went two 0 up, let them back into it, and then they just crumbled at the end because Luton wanted it more. And I don't <laughs> think Luton are that impressive. I just, I think
1: we, the we let
2: the we yeah they, they, they yeah. Mid table championship side, who if we were playing them now, I think we'd stand a, a lot more chance as long as we didn't play like we played against them. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was poor marking that cost us one goal, and they never really looked like scoring again, did they? When we went to Luton away, um, no, no the Luton really
3: weren't very good at all that day,
2: no,
3: um, and. You kind of walked away because I think they just snuck into the playoffs that day, or right on on the verge of it. And their fans yeah. on the train station were "Oh, do you think we'll make the playoffs?" And I was thinking, you, "You're not going to." Not you, so just just just. Played, you just played us, and we had Malik Wilkes up front, it's a bit different. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the, the Bournemouth, the Bournemouth game at home, I thought we rattled them for quite a bit. I mean, Doc at the bar that day, it was nil-nil. Nil. Yeah. I, you
2: know,
3: if if we come out the traps in a similar way, I I, I can't see any reason why we can't worry them again. You'd think in these two games, if you get anything from either of these two games, you'd be, you'll be buzzing. I'd
2: never seen a more salty manager, to use a, a term I don't really like, than uh, Scott Parker. He was really bitter after that game. say, oh, I don't know, we haven't won it 4-0. And I'm sat there thinking, I'm not sure about that. I can remember two saves in the first half Ingram made and that was about it. And we hit the bar. It could have been a yeah, it could have been a one nil city. It could have been a two one. I'm not really sure, but he, he seemed to think that it was like McCann used to say about being dominating in possession and that being a strength. And often that wasn't the case because we never had a shot on target. But he, he he seemed quite kind of full of himself and to, to say, well, yeah. You know, it's just one of those off games, not sure how we've not won today and I'm just sort of, I wasn't that impressed by Bournemouth last time we, we played them. I know they were like second or third at the time, I think, weren't they? And they're still up there now but I think they're beatable. It's just weird stadium to go to as well with only 11,000. You don't get that many fans in, do you? No. And um, Scott,
3: Scott Parker is also forever just Mike Skinner from the streets doing Definitely. Of it. <laughs> definitely. <laughs> I can never get beyond that point. I'm, Apart part from if Scott Parker brought out a kind of slightly ambient hip-hop album, I don't really <laughs> I don't really care about anything else he's ever got to do.
2: Blinded by the lights and all that. Yeah.
3: I would yeah. I would definitely download his album if, if he, he just brought out like his all his all his chats from the whole season and just put it over some decent beats. I'd definitely listen to
2: it.
0: I'd, I'd torrent it.
2: I wouldn't
3: download
1: <laughs> it. <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs>
0: torrent bloody yeah. the... what what's this the internet from 20 years ago yeah <laughs> oh, <my God. laughs> it's all it's worth to me anything to do with Scott
2: Parker <laughs> so the other thing I was going to ask about the takeover is that at the minute, it's been a bit weird, hasn't it? Because there's been two trains of transfer rumour mill going round in City. There's like people linking us to like Ajax players and like Lazio players. So there's that bit if we got the takeover. But then there's also been like, you know, oh, we might get Josh Sims on <laughs> loan, you know, that sort of thing. But we, we I think we were all in agreement before because we did say back in November that if we need to strengthen anywhere, it's up front and even more so now because we don't have Josh McGuinness. Whatever people think of of him is fine. But I still think we were a bit mistaken letting him go at this point mm-hmm. with nobody else in to replace him. Um, not even anybody from the youth. Like Billy Chadwick might have played up there, but he's out for the season because he was out on loan anyway. So it seems a bit weird when we've got rid of him when we're so short of options. But we also probably need somebody
0: of experience in the back line, do we not? Well, I thought Baz Cooper's article the other day suggesting a, a cheeky bid for um, Curtis Davies was a, a very good shout. Mm. I um, think he, he he would be a
2: very uh, very experienced head in there that would sort the defence out when we're under pressure at different points.
0: Yeah, and, you know he's he's not going to do anything for uh, to trouble too many strikers for pace, but he's he's been in fantastic form for Derby, mm. and and they're in a situation now where it's like they can't turn offers down no absolutely
2: Shitty, i mean Shitty just
3: left didn't he did yeah, he, did, he, yeah. he he was he was the but, famous one at that time where we um we bid 200 grand for him did we at aberdeen and allegedly we came in with a second bid of 200 grand <laughs> but, <laughs> but, we, but we were just going to structure it slightly differently and surprisingly enough aberdeen said no to the second bid
0: what a shock. Apparently, Derby have turned down 450 grand for uh, Louis Sibley today from Millwall. Really? Yeah, apparently so. The, the administrators seem to be wanting value. But even, even so, you know, you, you, you've you got a player who's kind of um, mid to late 30s, as Davies is, and he's on an, an expiring contract. Mm. Things are as dire as they say they are. And, you know, you don't like to see that position at any football club, but, you know you have to think for yourself as well don't you I'll think about your own position
3: mm. it's, was, Wig,
0: it's Wigan Shinny went to is it
3: mm. well, they're they getting some sort of squad together I think they'll
2: go up mm. as champions to be honest not that I'm bothered about what happens in League One at the minute but I certainly think that yeah, that Liam Richardson's got them playing good stuff and they've
0: now got McGuinness who'll do well in that division I did and, enjoy McGuinness boiling piss as soon as he signed, though, by saying that they're the biggest club in the league. Yeah, that's proper trolled the Wednesdays. Yeah, yeah. Sunderland, Sunderland and Wednesday were just triggered. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
2: Absolutely spat the dummies out, times yeah. out the prab on Twitter. Absolutely brilliant. There's, if, there's any, if, if there's any fan base to be rattled that's more than the Wendy's, it's definitely Sunderland. <laughs> Do you remember yeah. that thing last year where the where the lad and his dad went on tour around every league one ground? Yeah, and the the only time there was like four hundred different quote tweets having a go at the child's like looks and hair and stuff was all Sunderland because <laughs> they were just so bitter. They had another another season in League One, <laughs> absolutely outstanding.
3: It's probably it's probably worth saying a word or two about um, Josh McGuinness, actually, just mm. because I I think he. You know, a lot of people are kind of split on him because obviously he didn't score so many in the champ. But mm. it's a really weird thing because we went down and he he scored the goals to get us back up again. You know, Stuart Elliott didn't score many in the champ and absolutely banged him in for fun in League One. And, and he's seen by a lot of people on the pitch as a hero.
1: Mm.
3: And it's just it's just always strikes me as a bit strange that because... He he's done it almost in reverse, that he's not thought of it the same way. I, I, I'm i just genuinely not sure that we're in a championship now without him. I, I, agree. I, I,
2: agree I agree too, but I also think, sorry Rich, I also think that the other thing that seemed to be very um, prevalent this year was slagging Josh McGuinness for not knowing the offside rule. And actually, when you look at, there was a stat on the EFL transfer market thing the other day and he was no, by nowhere near in the league the striker that's been caught offside the most. It was someone who plays for Derby.
0: He was in the top five or six, though, wasn't
2: he? He was, but I just, that's, that's all that seemed to be the go to insult yeah. for McGuinness. Do you know what I mean? It's just lazy. It's like, really? I, I don't mean him as lazy as a player. I mean, it's like, oh, McGuinness is offside again, shock. It's like, yeah, but how many times is Tyler Smith caught offside? How many times is any striker caught yeah. offside? Mm-hmm. If you're going to be playing balls in behind like we are, if you're going to try and make the run first, that's what's going to happen. And it, it just seemed like it was a, a really weak criticism when actually a lot of the work that he did goes really unnoticed. He, he works really hard for the side. He's one of the biggest vocal leaders on the pitch. And I don't think, I, I, this isn't every City fan, obviously, but I think there, were, there was a contingent of City fans who couldn't wait to see Josh McGuinness leave. And I, for the life of me, I don't understand why
3: the concept of a bloke who's played up front for Northern Ireland against Chiellini and like played at the top level yeah. is then you know but but let's be honest, Kev from Brandson knows better than him, and you're like absolutely really, <laughs>
0: yeah, absolutely. I think, I think the point you made, uh, Charlie, is a, is a really good one. You know, particularly the comparison to Stuart Elliott. Like, if fans have been in the stadium last year, the the appreciation and the kind of bond that would have had with Josh McGuinness, you know, you, you can imagine him being one of the players that. That so we'd have been singing his name every week because he was he, he was yeah. that good and he was that influential for us. So us, basically really um, was well the back end of the season. Look how many important goals he scored last I year. Was, I was reading an old issue of um, When Saturday Comes that I'd left lying around the house, um, and they they'd done like a, a little feature on the Sunderland game. Yeah, and that was like one of the kind of pivotal points in in the season was that 2-2 at home and, and the role that McGuinness played in, in dragging the team through that. Um, and he did that quite often throughout the season. Um, I think he was, he, he's underappreciated and perhaps he, he's in a, a similar position to a lot of players who played for us in nineteen twenty. Grant McCann as well, um, in that because the stain of that relegation was was so bad and then we didn't get to see any of the the subsequent kind of recovery and, and good times that that happened last year that really that relationship hadn't been uh repaired no so i, I always completely agree through, with that yeah. through the eyes of the, the 1920 season rather than his most recent contribution mm. i wonder if there was a little bit of that i think i think that's possibly what it is
3: I think all them lads from top to bottom who were playing week in, week out in that running where I don't think we'd lost in 12, 13 games. I'll yeah. never look back in years to come at any of them and think anything but highly of them.
0: Yeah.
2: Mm. So you look, he you look, didn't change his team hardly, did he, during that running? Because we lost to Ipswich, remember at home, because it was such doom and gloom then from a lot of people. And you remember me and you recorded, didn't we, Rich? And we just basically said, look, at the time, McCann's not going to go anywhere, this this negative kind of funk that's around the club just needs to just fuck off, we need to make sure <laughs> that you're behind the tide, it's, it's difficult when you're playing against teams that just come to park the bus and come play for either a point or they score early and nick it and they just defend in droves because that's a set, the, the, effectively what happened, City would often have up to 70% of the possession last year because we were one of the biggest fishes in the pond if you like. And teams loved to play 5-4-1 against us, didn't they? Um, And if we didn't score early, I mean, in the end, McCann worked out a system enough where you had, you know, even when Richie Smallwood was out injured and then we sat Alfie Jones in there and if it wasn't him, he was dropping back and it was Regan Slater. You had people who were good enough and on form to make sure that, you know, we got the results that we needed to get. And I just because people weren't there to see it, I think a lot of people didn't bother watching. They followed the result, but I think a lot of people... I mean, do you remember some of the facts that we had about the Lincoln game? There was like 2,000 people buying the iFollow. That was it. So that doesn't count for illegal streams and whatever else, which obviously we know is going to be happening. But I genuinely think people didn't have an interest because they felt, quite rightly, that football, without being able to go to it, wasn't quite the same. Mm-hmm. so they'd maybe just thought, oh, well, I'll check the result at the end, I'll watch the highlights when they're on the app, you know, all that sort of thing, so you would still follow the team per se but you wouldn't necessarily go, right I'm going to get onto iphone I'm going to watch this, I'm going to beam it up onto my telly and all of that, and I think the the ins and outs of that are kind of lost when you watch a highlight from something if you watch the full game, there would be less and less people throughout the season who did that in my opinion, I don't know if you agree with me or not, but I think that's just one of the things that I think about, maybe Players like McGinnis not getting the respect that they deserve from certain factions of the fan base.
3: I, th- I think the last, one of the last things that I'd add on him as well is like, and I've heard this on a couple of podcasts where player, ex players are talking. I think he's also a massive, massive character. You mm. know, he was one of the few ones when Wilkes had his paddy, he basically <laughs> controlled that whole situation. I think yeah. if it kicked off a couple of times, he sorted it. You weren't going to mess with him in the dressing room, but I think he's a he's a bouncy character, loads to say, loads, of, lo- you know, he loads of chat, and I think it's really necessary to have, you know, your honeymoon has got a bit of that, probably Smallwood's got a bit of that, but mm. we're, we're going to be missing a big character now, and it's going to need replacing.
0: Yeah, that's a really good point. What
2: did he write on the ball for Malik Wilkes when he scored the hat trick? Well done DAFCON. <laughs> Something like that, wasn't it? <laughs> was, was it
3: was it him or Eve's that called Geordie Devise a badge kissing weeze? I can't remember which one. It was It was McGuinness. It was McGuinness yeah. as yeah. well. That's
2: that's another fond memory that we'll have spot on big Josh. <laughs> Great stuff. Um any other thoughts on potential takeovers over the
0: next day or so, guys? I have one. Go on. Um, uh, I don't want to see and there's a little bit creeping in already. Mm. people getting a little bit sanctimonious about whether or not they've been going to games while oh, the allowance have been here. I can't be doing with this shit. It's like now is not the time for having a go at people who've been staying away. Yeah. For for fuck's sake, like mm. th- the stadium is dead. It, it Some, really is. It, the was, terrible. Was, it was horrendous. Awful. Yeah, it was I don't care where people have been. I don't yeah. care what the reasons are for staying away. I just want as many people back in. I want a vibrant atmosphere. I want it to feel fun to go to football. You need a lot of people to do that. So if people have been staying away for for the alarms, yeah, fine, fine. Yes, bring them back. Absolutely. If people have been staying away because they can't be asked, and now they want to come because there's a little bit of vibrancy around the football club again, fine, fine, mm. bring them back. I don't oh, care. Like, don't start point scoring. It's like it's the most stupid dick measuring contest you could possibly have. It's yeah. it's like grow up. You know, the, most people who are be- paying for tickets are adults. So yes. if if you if you're having a go at other adults, like, oh well, you didn't go to the football. Well, they, uh, my dad's have... bigger than your dad. Yeah, I'm a better fan than you. Grow yeah. up. Just get everybody back in. Bring your mate down who supports Liverpool, and maybe you'll buy a new shirt next year.
2: soon as I was bored, you know. He yeah, just get him, Liverpool. Just in get
0: everybody who's got an interest to come come and have a look. Like, it it really boils my piss. Like when. <laughs> It does, like, when people are saying... When it grinds my gears. When people are saying, like, you know, well, you didn't come when it was bad or you didn't come in uh. under X, so you shouldn't be coming now, you know, you, fair enough, you, in, in, in one sense, you do have to go through the bad times to appreciate the good, and I think that's a longer-term thing, but you shouldn't be, like, asking for a required number of fan points before somebody can have an interest. It's like, the club would never grow, no. Would have never gone from getting three thousand at Bowery Park to twenty odd thousand in the Premier League. The club would have never grown like it did under Adam Pearson. And you can't keep saying, "Oh well, you didn't go." Then get everybody in and don't you know? Don't say you know? Don't throw stones at people. Just get everybody in the bloody ground. Let's all enjoy it together. Absolutely, well said. Yeah,
2: and I definitely.
0: would say I, w- I would add to
2: that as well before you come in, Charlie. If you're a rugby fan as well as a football fan, and you support LFC or you support LKR stop supporting a Premier League side yeah, and come yeah. to the stadium that you go to every year anyway to watch all the Rovers, whichever side you fucking support. I'm sick of this, like, FC Liverpool or FC Man United bullshit that it's just like, if you're born from born in Hull and then you support either KR or FC... That, that's what you should do because you pick which side you brought up on or what your dad or your granddad supported or whatever. So why are you then glory hunting in the Premier League, sporting Leeds of all people and being a whole white knobhead? Or are you being a, a Man United <laughs> fan or you've been an Arsenal fan? Or what? Just, just support your local side. Does it have anything to do with anything else? You, if, you, if you're born in Hull and you support Leeds Rhinos, people think you're weird. So why are you sporting FC or KR and then supporting Leeds United as well? All that needs to change. If you're from all, <laughs> you should be supporting the fucking town you're born in.
3: But it, it doesn't happen the other way around very often. It just sums up, doesn't it? You don't get many city fans who also support the Catalan drag. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, so I'll fucking say It's Just properly odd double double city nonce behaviour, and I'm not having it. <laughs> double <laughs> city nonsense, and it's just it's just awful. And the the other thing I was going to add was that maybe to put a kind of cherry on this conversation is to just say. If you if you look at this, I, I, I'm on the verge of something amazing happening that we've all been waiting for at least you know seven or eight years, and some people longer. Yeah. Then only City could be theoretically having an argument amongst themselves about who went, who didn't go, when you went, and whether you'll come back. <laughs> or, or yeah. Back.
2: <laughs> Typical City reigns again. We're, it's we're, so squabbling, we're squabbling about
1: nothing.
3: We're actually squabbling about nothing at all.
2: Yeah. You, it, we're as, squabbling I, before the takeovers even happen. We're, we're, we're also about squabbling that. about people buying tickets from the website who, oh, you're not allowed one because you didn't come last year mm-hmm. or you didn't come the year before that. You know, oh I God.
3: mean, the, the only bit I'd give credit for is if people have said that they, they weren't going because of the lack of concessions, because of the problems with the owners, etc., etc. Yeah. and they yeah. don't come back now, then it is a bit...
1: A, that's yeah. that's a,
3: that's a
2: shame isn't it if they don't do that if, they, because, if they've stayed away for a specific reason and now that that those odds have changed yeah. and now yeah, they exactly. go, oh, i can't
0: be asked anymore it's like yeah yeah shit but that's that's part of the damage that the, the the new owner now has to repair isn't it definitely yes. yeah people yes. have there are people who, who will have got out of the habit and they've been out of it for so long that they'll have found something else to do to replace that mm. that's that's in in a way, I think what you've got now is is a bigger rebuild challenge in terms of the fan base than than Adam Pearson had when he took over. Because then yeah. you had then you had a, a city that was enthusiastic and willing to get on board because they'd never seen anything like what he was promising,
1: mm-hmm. at least
0: in the modern era. So it was like you know the buzz was there, but now it's in a way I think people have got a little bit jaded. Um, towards the success that that we could possibly achieve because they've been there, they've seen it, they'll never do better than that and they've shat it, you know, Mm. when they were there. So there is a big rebuild thing on and that's why I don't think we can afford to be saying you can't come. No, no. Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. You don't
3: welcome it. We love our 7,000 people stretched out around our stadium not singing. (laughs) I
0: mean, it's not so bad, you know, in, in times when COVID's rampaging around the world, but... Like When you're watching the game, it's crap to be one of like 8,000. Mm. And we also need some better songs as well, let's be honest. Oh, no, I, I really like going wild, wild, wild. It's oh, great. God. <laughs> it's really wild. <sighs> uh, yeah, it was wild on Sunday, wasn't it? 12 yeah. o'clock kick-off. Yeah. It's wild like
2: fl- Flamingo Land is wild. <laughs> <laughs> as in not a fucking toll. Yeah.
1: <sighs>
2: we, we, it just strikes me as that other than KLP, and maybe Dishon Bernard. Then there's no real chance for the players,
0: or there's yeah, not even Jacob Greaves has one. It's improving. It's not as bad as it was when I went away to Fulham earlier this season. It's, what was that when they were singing for Marco Silva? Yeah, it's, yeah. You know, it's it, it has or got Jared better.
2: Bowen even.
0: Yeah, I've yeah. I've heard ones for um, like Greg Doherty. and yeah. Uh, you know, there's it is improving. It's getting there,
2: but there's I think
3: one for Wilkes, isn't there. Yeah, <laughs> uh,
0: there is a one for Wilkes that we won't repeat on this podcast.
3: Yeah.
0: <laughs> I know from looking yeah. at his face at Luton though that he quite enjoyed it. He did he did like oh, that, didn't he?
3: he? <laughs> uh, did anybody see Malik Wilkes' hat on Sunday? No. Um, if you get back to go back and watch the sky coverage, he's got this absolutely dreadful looking I don't know I don't know my brands. Is it Armani? Is it something like that? It's horrible. And it's got it got it propped on top of his hair with his odd little face tattoos and he just generally looks like Somebody's being thrown out of spoons at three in the morning. Was,
2: <laughs> was it? Was it like a, a cap, or was it a hat? It wasn't like a bucket hat. Was it?
3: No, no, it was a cap. But I, I think it was quite because his hair's obviously got quite big, so it, yeah. was, it just looked like you know Likes when you put on a, top. Yeah, when you put on a little like a, a comedy hat on top of your head, it looked like one of them. Oh yeah. No, I
2: didn't notice that. I don't know if I'll go back now. <laughs> Look, because I want to bury it like.
0: Draw a line underneath anything that was to do with Sunday's performance. <laughs> I recorded it, but it stayed on the planner. It's been deleted later. <laughs> it's not even been watched. It's taking up space. Yeah, I'm it's never just uh, there taking up space. It's going to spoil absolutely. another recording in the future, and i be yeah, really exactly. annoyed about it.
2: <laughs> <laughs> if only I'd have deleted that Stoke once, roughly.
0: Yeah. <laughs> uh, was there any other
2: business, chaps, before we uh, sign off this enjoyable chat?
0: I think that's it from me.
3: No, yeah, same here. I think I think we probably have to make a promise to get back together sooner.
2: Yes. 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 <sighs>
3: I'll
2: in, I'll invest in something that makes my kids go to sleep. I don't know what that would be. Um, rub. Yeah, rub, yeah. <laughs> rum. Yeah, rum. Yeah, rum or whiskey. I'll just say the tea then, and they can have that rubbed on the gums. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, hopefully uh, the next few days. Hopefully we'll batter them dingles and people shout shambles every time anyone touches the ball. Um, <laughs> did you see the chant that's going round uh, to Jingle Bells? Yes, I did. Was it, oh, what fun it is to have uh, Boxing Day postponed or something? that. So, what it was. fun it is to be postponed on Boxing Day or something like that? Yeah, I did see that one. I'm, <laughs> sure, I'm sure John in South Stand will do it and probably upload. I always enjoy him singing by himself in the uh, in South Standard I'm sure you've both seen that as well yeah, you? yeah enjoy it <laughs> enjoy that lots of time for that John um, but yeah thank you uh, thank you for the chat boys yeah I've enjoyed it thank you we have, have. lots to look forward to hopefully over the next 24 to 48 hours All that's a time frame that's been repeated to us lots of times over the last two months
1: another
3: 48 <laughs> hours another 48 <laughs>
2: hours <laughs> right take care boys good take to care. chat speak Fox to you here,
3: Pause uh. sir. up.
1: meant to be